0: Shin. Standing by. Complete.
1: (laughs) Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures.
0: In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 28 and 29. Underground monster molong, Chite Kaijin Mugurongu. Shaka creates mole people slaves to dig under Japan's refineries and start oil fires to decimate the country's energy reserves.
1: I always feel like somebody's watching me.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: that's the song that's playing uh, in my head as this episode is going because uh, there's some d- there's some eyeballs that are constantly watching everywhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> am i the only one who feels like the writers on the show missed an opportunity with this because we have a setup for Molong? whatever, uh, that could potentially make him a sympathetic villain. Because apparently he wants to become human again and they give him eyes when he didn't have eyes before. And now he's just being a typical kaijin. I'm confused. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't think they really knew what they were doing with this character i like the design (laughs) and i like the idea behind him but i don't think they kind of knew what to do with
0: this (laughs) i'm with you there it's a tiny tiny bit confusing Uh, molung uh sorry molung you will not be marvel's mole man Uh, mole man wins (laughs) yeah It is funny, though, that
1: this monster is actually very well received, not just from the fans who are watching it at the time, but the people behind the scenes really enjoyed working on this Kaijin costume, and so they took the idea for this and applied it to future monsters in future franchises. In fact... uh, Common Rider Amazon even has a mole monster that's very similar to this.
0: Well, I'm not surprised by that. Actually, I haven't watched Common Rider Amazon yet, but it is on our list.
1: Yeah, he definitely appears in Common uh, Rider. Uh, a says the 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 mole motif uh, was assigned to the Beast Man ally in Common Rider Amazon, the original. Common Rider Amazon the
0: the one from the 70s gotcha but Molunga is a little bit confusing for me because there are points where he just acts like a dumb brute and then other times where he's articulate and can talk and I don't know what to do then I thought oh man he just murdered a random jogger no he didn't no nope. he's just kidnapping them. <laughs> No, whenever so they th- could
1: make a race of mole people. Whenever you think that Shocker is killing people, they're actually just kidnapping them. And whenever you think they're going to just kidnap them, they actually murder them. It's really weird. <laughs> they play with your I'm very confused.
0: I guess. I mean, it's, it's right up there with there was a line. I can't remember who said it suddenly but someone said oh i think it was hayato he said shocker's doing something big and i wrote when are they not (laughs) right right (laughs) seriously
1: (laughs) yeah they always have some big evil plot going
0: yeah i just but yeah i feel like it maybe it's just because of the time in which we live with things like batman the animated series completely changing the character of mr freeze and giving and then since then we've been getting a lot of sympathetic supervillains i mean even power rangers is delving into having sympathetic monsters of the week but we had the setup here for Molong, for Molong and they didn't do it. it is i don't know maybe it's a product of its time i don't know but i just felt like it was a missed opportunity
1: yeah, well, I think they, because there have been monsters in the series that we've talked about before, where they definitely humanize them uh, by having them be human and transformed or brainwashed. And mm-hmm. then they have to be Pyrosaurus. rescued. Yeah, Pyrosaurus was an example of that. So we've definitely had very humanizing uh, monsters or humanized monsters. But with this one, I don't think they planned on going that route because they never showed the human being transformed into Molong or the mole monster. Because if you wanted to kind of like play up his human side and how, you know, he should be rescued and transformed back into a human you would really show the human who was transformed to kind of build that sympathy. And they didn't do that. So I don't think that was the plan. I think the only reason they even brought up the antidote that could transform him back into a human is because they had to explain how common Rider was going to rescue all the other people who were transformed into mole people by this mole monster.
0: Yeah, you're probably right there. But so, you know, plot conveniences all around but that's par for the course at this point point. and another
1: thing that happens in this episode uh the tachibana racing crew get a new member oh yeah <laughs> i can't remember what his name is but he's the new guy who uh is going to work on the motorcycles for them but under one condition <laughs> as tachibana says
0: Yep, uh, he is. Th- this is the episode because I watched several in anticipation of today's recording. This is the episode where he, he says, oh, I want to race in the motocross competition, right?
1: Well, no. So he didn't want to. That was the thing. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he originally had had uh, raced in the motocross race, but then got hurt. And so ever since then, he was too afraid to get back on to a motorcycle. So that's why he just works on them. But Tachibana uh, yeah. was like, if you're going to work for us, I have one condition. You have to race in the motocross. You have to do it. And he wants, you know, basically Tachibana being, you know, the the awesome mentor that he is trying to get this new guy. I can't remember his name uh, back Out of you know, get over his fears and get back onto the motorcycle in his own way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was really you know it's nice that you see Tachibana being a mentor, not just to the rider crew, but to you know others as well. Like he he's just he's that Mm -hmm. kind of guy, and I love him. I love Tachibana.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also gave us a convenient character who was not part of our main cast to get mind-controlled by Shocker to plant more explosives or something. Yeah, forget. to try to kill Taki. <laughs> to try to kill Taki, because Taki is good at motocross and motorcycles. I think everybody in this show is a motorcycle expert at this point. Yes. <laughs> yes, even Gore. It's a little bit, uh, yeah, it's a little bit funny. And then we have one of the funniest moments in today's episodes today where he tries to uh, he tries to kill Taki he fails so then he just decides I'll take the direct approach and then he runs at him with a knife to try to stab him and then KR2 jumps out and then karate chops him and says oh don't worry I think that fixed him I'm like what <laughs> since yeah. when did you have magic karate chops that could undo hypnosis <laughs> that would have come in handy against Santa Paris last week <laughs> <laughs> just karate chop Uh, all
1: the children until they wake up yeah that would have been
0: great Uh, (laughs) i mean we i've i've seen episodes of common writer now where kids are getting slapped around so you know and
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we'll talk about that more later uh but i i do find it funny that uh we're skipping ahead towards the end because this is at the end of the episode but Taki is riding on the motorcycle in this race because uh, Hayato couldn't be there and to save Taki from the bomb that's on his bike. What does Kamen Rider do? Does he run over there and kind of like tell, you know, yell at Taki? No, get off the bike. Does he, you know, do anything like that? No, he rider kicks him off of his own bike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i loved that moment (laughs)
1: explode and it doesn't
0: explode
1: i love that common writer just writer kicks taki right off of his own motorcycle it was great to save him
0: (laughs) (laughs) and yet like i said he doesn't explode nope Ah. nope Oh, but while we're talking about weird and inconsistent superpowers, I, mean, I know we were making the joke last week with Santa Paris, but I do think that Molung actually has a power that no one really talks about. Uh, everyone's talk, uh, you know, we tend to focus on the fact that he's a mole and he can dig and all that sort of stuff. You know what other power he has? The ability to not be seen when he's just off camera. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he just pops in from out how <laughs> out the frame.
0: Yeah, the the uh, the our two I think it was Goro, and one of the adults just looks over to the side, and like, "Oh no, Molong!" And he's like, "He just comes in the uh, come comes in the frame." i was just like, "What was he hiding behind?" I see a lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh but
1: uh we also have in this episode this is the one where hayato actually gets captured by shocker <laughs> again i mean he's, and, he's uh, been and captured before
0: yeah but can someone please explain to me how he's suddenly not strong enough to break ropes and chains i'm a little yeah. confused Unless those that's... ropes and chains were stronger because he actually needed to get a tool to get loose.
1: Yeah, it's uh, his strength kind of uh, it's kind of inconsistent, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I, that's putting it lightly. I... <laughs> <laughs> Again, powered by whatever is most dramatically convenient. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of how these shows work. Although that scene also that scene also features a line that I consider for atcha this week, which is Colonel Zol, and he says, "Hayato, this would be a good time to say your prayer."
1: <laughs> I love that whole scene because it is it is the uh, it is the syndrome uh, scene from Incredibles, where like <laughs> he's you're going to die so i might as well monologue for a little while and tell you everything that we're planning
0: like why <laughs> and then he catches and then he catches himself oh you caught me but well syndrome's a little smarter than that <laughs> right syndrome's a little smarter <laughs> colonel but zoll just, is knee deep in the trope
1: <laughs> yeah he's he's just he just tells them the entire plan because he's like oh it doesn't matter I'll tell you my the entire plan and then we'll just close this thing down so that we don't have a good uh, sight on you like we can't keep an eye on you to make sure you don't escape no we're just gonna trust that our ropes and chains will hold you and close this door it's like why I would
0: think they would have learned by this point <laughs> it's it's just yeah
1: yeah Shocker. Shocker never learns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or maybe it's just the Japan branch. I think I might have to update my theory about Shocker. Apparently, it's just the Japan branch that sucks because they keep sending other operatives from other Shocker branches because apparently they're being successful, but the Japan branch is not.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know how successful some of the other branches are being because uh, apparently that's well in universe in the the story of the show uh, Hongo is supposed to be out there stopping Shocker in other countries so
0: him and Yuriko
1: <laughs> yeah him and Yuriko are supposed to be traveling the world trying to stop Shocker in all these other countries uh, meanwhile all those other countries are sending their Shocker agents to Japan <laughs>
0: Priorities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Priorities. Although the other thing is, is if the other branches were actually being successful, you still would have thought that Shocker would have a little bit more control over the world than it does. Right. So maybe they all just suck. They, the Japan branch just sucks more. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. But uh I love
1: that. Colonel Zoll We've established in previous episodes that Colonel Zoll has his eye, his one eye, uh, <laughs> trained on Taki. Like he like like Taki is enemy number one for him, uh, more than even Common Rider. Uh they they have established that in previous episodes when Colonel Zoll for, first showed up, that he's taken out other FBI agents that have tried to stop him before and Taki is after him because he wants to avenge all of his colleagues. Colonel Zoll wants to take out Taki cause he's another FBI scum as the, the subtitles <laughs> call him. So I do like that Taki, even though Taki is not like the main character of the show, he still has like an arch enemy that is like just his villain more than common writer's
0: villain. i guess it's only fair right (laughs) oh did you like uh, the end of the episode when they defeat molong when molong's action figure fell into the soft serve milkshake
1: yeah (laughs) very gray gray flavored milkshake (laughs) but it was it was really funny
0: i think it's supposed to be cement or something but right and that was a off of a writer kick wasn't it Mm-hmm. I think, I think it so. Was. And
1: this, uh, yeah. this we we keep making the joke that uh, a lot of these episodes are not taking place in a quarry. Where we're so happy that they're not taking place in a quarry. <laughs> Guess what? This final fight takes place in a quarry. <laughs> but at least it looks
0: more interesting than most quarries,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, like they have scaffolding to actually fight on, and all this kind of stuff, and machines that they're fighting around. They're like, yeah, yeah oh it's yeah, really yeah.
0: Well, don't jump ahead. That's part of my awards for this week. So, oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. I won't jump ahead. But yeah. I just I thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah, don't so jump ahead. Like, we're we we're always making jokes about, you know, how great it's, it is to be outside of a quarry and then it's like, "Oh, no, we're back in the quarry. Yep. <laughs> a quarry."
0: Yep. Literally a quarry. The the only other real important note I want to bring up is that our evil plot of the week revolves around oil refineries. And I just wanted to, you know, here's an MIFV moment for you. I'm on Henshin, Men. That's interesting, particularly in the 70s for Japan, because Japan, being an island country, has to import most of its energy sources. So the fact that there's an oil refinery here, which is technically generating power for Japan, it actually makes sense that they're thinking, hey, if we take that out, it's really going to disrupt the country.
1: Yeah, it's gonna and and they even specifically said the country's economy. And uh, wasn't this the episode where they said the economy, or maybe that was a different episode? I watched too many episodes back to back.
0: Yes, we all did. <laughs> 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 we did a wee bit of binging for you this week, heroes of the internet. <laughs> yeah, so it makes total sense, which is more than i can say for some of the other evil plots of the week that shocker has had
1: uh like the one in the next episode <laughs> transition
0: the electric monster jelly doll denki kaijin karari daru A kid claims to have seen an alien, but no one believes him until it turns out to be Shocker's latest kaijin, Jelly Doll, who's kidnapping people to turn them into electric assassins. All right, Travis, we have to talk about this kaijin's name. (laughs) Jelly Donut? (laughs) Jelly donut, jelly doll, baby doll, baby, uh, baby, baby doll, jelly doll. It sounds like a song, doesn't it? (laughs) Baby doll, jelly doll. This thing looks like Cobra Commander on acid. (laughs) It looks like Cobra Commander with like cellophane
1: wrapped around him. (laughs) And he sounds like a child. (laughs) yeah i think he was voiced i think i think it was voiced by a uh female voice actress and that's why it sounds so different but it's a male yeah, uh, it's a male stunt actor in the suit but a female voice actor doing the voice
0: i uh, that is weird and also he looks like i know he said cobra commander but you know what it what his hood what it looks like his hood is it looks like a tentacle you ever play pokemon a tentacle oh yeah yeah, he's got a cool over his cruel his head. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the weird. I will say this: it's. I will say this: it's one of the more memorable kaijin that we've had in a while. <laughs> not, not because it's good. Actually, though. not a while. Uh, 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 well it's it's not as bad as b-woman i'm gonna keep going back to that
1: <laughs> it's not as bad as b-woman but it's it's up there it's not so great of a co- i mean it's not as bad as uh was musasa beetle or what, whatever and uh
0: <laughs> but musasa beetle was just that's the most entertaining kaijin of the week that we've had center <laughs> paris was kind of a distant second for me so far i have to admit yeah uh, but yeah and i
1: think i think you mentioned a few was it last week or a few weeks ago that uh we seem to have been having a lot of water themed kaijin and this is just another water themed one
0: yes we have another water themed one but it makes sense japan's an island nation so they would know a lot about sea life and you know sea life is a big thing over there fishing industry is huge and uh, seafood is a key part of their diet so i'm not surprised now we've
1: had in the past it's been a while so maybe listeners have forgotten but we started the hashtag hashtag justice for dummy
0: oh remember dummy (laughs) oh
1: poor dummy well now it's
0: Um, hashtag
1: justice for poochie
0: (laughs) (laughs) except it's even worse we never even see the dog the episode (laughs) starts with our common kenny which is like poochie poochie where are you poochie and uh, the implication is that uh, poochie is dead (laughs) poochie's just gone (laughs) right from the get-go
1: Poochie is gone. We don't even see Poochie.
0: But still, Justice for Poochie. The invisible dog. I don't even I can't even screenshot anything to make a meme because we never see the dog. I'll just we find never my see him. I'll just find the dummy screenshot and just put justice for Poochie instead.
1: Justice for Poochie. Poochie is up there playing fetch in the big uh dog. Park in the sky with dummy.
0: <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Are you saying that this is a crossover between Common Writer and All Dogs Go to Heaven? Is that what like? maybe <laughs> all the
1: dogs that they that, that... shocker kidnapped and and experimented on in the
0: previous episodes? <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh no! All of those poor puppies who had their blood drained for Cobra Man. Oh. You know was a cobra man. Dog,
1: dog <laughs> Heaven is gonna be full uh because of
0: shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it is at this point. <laughs> uh, but while we're on the subject of this comic, Kenny, <laughs> a running joke has been for us has been <laughs> the kite and throw children around like they're just sacks of potatoes and they magically turn into dummies not dummy the dog like literal dummies (laughs) and we have the same thing happen here and this kid this kid is one tough cookie he fell off a freaking cliff and just walked away
1: from it He he falls (laughs) off the cliff. He gets up and he's like, oh, that hurt. And then just walks away. It's like, (laughs) what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, kid, you fell off a freaking cliff. (laughs) Yeah. You fell off a freaking cliff. You didn't just trip down a hill. You fell off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And it's at least indirectly because of jelly doll baby doll jelly doll okay (laughs) yeah it's at least partly his fault (laughs) he didn't physically grab the child but he still caused it (laughs) (laughs) that was was a great scene and he's worried about the and i was like how is this kid not why isn't this kid kr2 sidekick i mean (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, i
1: am common kenny (laughs) and you know and 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 we make the joke we call him kenny and kenny uh, kenny is a reference to the gamera movies because the first gamera movie had kenny in it and and so we just kind of like the the giant monster kaiju fandom has kind of just accepted kenny as the the default term for a uh kid character who is who seems to know more and is smarter than all of the adults and it really fits perfectly with this character because i felt like i was transported into a gamera movie from like back in the day because this kid is it spends most of the of the episode trying to convince everyone that he saw these <laughs> monsters and these guys and even takes pictures of them and no one believes him. even the common writer team other than Hayato himself didn't believe it they were like oh this that this is a really neat trick for a little kid it's it's like
0: what okay you, you okay know i'm willing these things to go- exist <laughs> i'm willing to go along with people not believing his initial story because his initial story is that i saw an alien they're like okay normally in a comic book universe like this i would question the logic of not believing in things like aliens or whatever. Then I remember, wait a second, we technically don't have aliens in this. We have other things in this universe, but not aliens. Okay, fine, I'll let that slide. But yeah, you're right. Why doesn't, and this is not the first time that the writer team's like, oh, I don't believe you. I'm like, why? (laughs) You either don't believe them or you jump to conclusions about everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so weird that they wouldn't believe that this monster exists when they see monsters on a weekly basis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. It's, it's just a way to, like I said, it's dramatically convenient. It's not plot convenience. It's drama convenience. That's. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of go along with it and we also have to figure out
1: or have to answer why didn't the
0: shocker goons and the monster kill the kid? Maybe not kill the kid. That might draw a little attention that they don't want, but why not take the camera? Because that is a huge mistake on their part. Cause they're like, Oh, don't kill the kid. Don't Don't worry about the camera. And then they use the camera. To take uh, take the pictures off the camera to put in the newspaper, which then makes the writer team think, "Oh, remember, there's something to this, guys."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, if the point was to prevent people from finding out about you. Why not stop the kid from being able to tell everybody?
0: Uh, remember, is we've it- established that Shocker is the worst secret society ever.
1: They really are. (laughs) Is it bad that we're actually like, why didn't you
0: murder this child? (laughs) (laughs) No, I am advocating not for the murder of the child, just the destruction of the camera.
1: (laughs) I'm advocating for villains who are actually smart. That's all I want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about the shocker goon who was weirdly polite for a second? Yeah. (laughs) He just just comes up behind... Who was that? Was it the kid? He comes up behind somebody, he's like, Hey, how you doing? And he just talks to him normal and then he tries to murder him. <laughs> what? He <laughs> yeah. was the kid. <laughs> I was just like, Who? that was a little strange.
1: We do have to talk about Shocker's plan. So Shocker's plan and and they're living up to their name, Shocker. <laughs> Because their plan <laughs> their plan is to find people who can withstand high levels of electric shock so that they can supercharge them with electricity and send them out to basically shake hands with dignitaries and, and government officials and electrocute them to death.
0: <laughs> what?
1: So we watched... So we want human joy
0: buzzers. We want human joy buzzers. I just, I keep, I, th- I keep thinking back to Batman 89 with the Joker and his lethal joy buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except this, except this, does that mean that they're all electro? <laughs> Before they walk up to the person, do they have to charge up? But. Do they have to charge up by rubbing their feet on the, on the carpet before they go shake hands? <laughs> it, uh,
1: it's, it is, it's such a weird, weird. I mean, it's, is it the weirdest? <laughs> and, plot they, and,
0: we've had? and then they, they demonstrate, they demonstrate what this is supposed to be. Now it's not nearly as David Lynchian as the murder montage, but I'm never going to forget that the murder montage. <laughs> but they they give us a demonstration of what's supposed to happen and i feel like it's unintentionally funny oh yeah (laughs) it it really does it feels just like the
1: the joker from 1980 from the 1989 batman it really
0: does feel like that scene except that was At least that was striking that kind of tone where it's funny, but it's also kind of horrifying at the same time, because that's what Tim Burton does. But this one, I just it didn't get there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not
0: quite. (sighs) We're very weird
1: plot. I think it's I think it might be one of the weirdest plots that that Shocker has had so far.
0: Which is saying something, but I have to say, I've been noticing the last couple of episodes. Is it just me? Or are the writers on the show kind of trying to get back to the Hongo era a little bit with having Shocker have scary evil plots, but also trying to make them kind of silly at the same time
1: (laughs) now? Yeah, it's it's like they're trying to, I don't know the balance isn't there that's one of the things I love about Common Rider a lot of the Common Rider series do have a balance between kind of this horror tone and the still being family friendly kid friendly and they just haven't had that balance since the first 13 episodes really i mean they they've kind of had it in a few episodes but it's and it it seems like they keep trying to bring it back to that but the balance still isn't there
0: yeah and you know what else is also a bit confusing in the same scene where we find out about the human joy buzzers apparently shocker's plan is to wipe out humanity yeah why would you do that that doesn't make sense i thought you wanted to Take over the world, not destroy it. Destroy all humans. Yeah. What's the point in ruling nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kinda. kinda Uh, Confusing.
1: Is is the is Shocker are they human? Are the leaders of Shocker
0: even human? Well, Given the fact, well, uh, their henchmen used to be human because they keep kidnapping people and eugenicsing them. Yes, I just verb that. (laughs) So, unless they're the Borg or something, I don't
1: know. (laughs) I'm foreshadowing in the future when we do finally get to see. Oh, no!
0: The shocker. Oh, no. I thought you were. Oh no. Oh, oh so much to look forward to. Oh how dare you. Uh but I mean it would explain why apparently everybody in Shocker has the powers of shape shifting and teleportation. Yep. That just seems to be a thing now. Sure. Yep. Go for it, guys. Yeah. Whatever uh, it makes you whatever makes it most convenient for you. Go for it.
1: We do get Something that you like to point out a lot whenever uh we come to these <laughs> whenever we get to these toku shows. Uh they kidnap the the boy, the common kenny's mom, and then they strap her to a big wooden cross.
0: <laughs> what is with these seventies toku shows oh, sixties too? What is with these toku shows and crucifixion? I don't understand. <laughs> They really love crucifixion. It's like Toku villains in the in the Toku villains are obsessed with two things. I'm noticing curly-toed shoes and crucifixion. I don't know. I don't understand this. <laughs> Seriously, man, watch any Toku show. bunch of the villains have curly-toed shoes. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, you know in that moment when when because they, they have the mom she's strapped to the the big cross and they have dynamite they're going to set off and, and blow her up whenever common rider gets close but it's actually taki that shows up there first and I was really hoping that Taki would get his moment to shine and be the one to rescue her, like actually rescue her without Common Writer's help. But of course, the show isn't called Taki; it's called
0: Common Writer. Although it's funny that you. It's funny that you. It's oh, you were saying? I, I said I would.
1: I would definitely watch. Taki, the show, because
0: <laughs> I really like
1: him. But then, uh,
0: the dude's got to have superpowers. I'm sorry. We have seen on several occasions where he's doing feats that are on par with common writer. Like, how do you not have superpowers? There's a reason I thought you were going to be the second writer for a hot second, man. All right. He's so great. Uh, he's so great. The- uh, it's just It is so confusing. But here's the funny thing. I don't know if you know this, Travis, but I got curious one day. And I went and looked up Taki on the the Writer wiki. And apparently in the Common Writer comic, in the manga, he did become a writer. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They didn't do it in the show, but apparently he did become a writer. He was common writer three. Oh wow.
1: I I need to read the common writer manga. I haven't read it. I I I know it's available it, when hey, uh, it's
0: being, it's being, re- oh it's, uh, uh, you, it's being released as a graphic novel in the U S next month. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, you can pre-order it now. Uh, so it's, uh-huh. it's really cool. Uh, and, uh, it's available digitally on comiXology. So you can actually read it digitally. Yep. On, on there so uh yeah it's it's great uh so i do plan on reading it at some point but it's just one of those things that it hasn't been available to where i've been able to read it so now that it's becoming available i'm definitely <laughs> going to check it out and we probably need to do at least one whole episode just about the common writer manga
0: that would be interesting to do actually I don't know how long the, uh, I don't know how long that collection is, but that would be an interesting thing to do. If only as just kind of a point of comparison between the show and the manga. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) I do have a few more notes. By the way, the, uh, the cross is shocker branded. So I'm just (laughs) because shocker brands, everything they're like, Again, they're just like Hydra. They brand and Cobra and every other evil secret society bent on world domination. They brand everything. <laughs> I also love that one of the last shots of the episode is Colonel zoll looking through binoculars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, what? do you have one eye or two, man? And can you see through that eye patch? <laughs> Yeah, because I'm going to take a wild guess and say, looking through binoculars with one eye, probably not going to do much for you. (laughs) Yeah, you need a telescope. (laughs) (laughs) That would make more sense. (laughs) They continue. Well, I don't understand why the show continues to do weird things with this character. I don't know. Colonel Zoll is just great. He's just great. It's
1: it's like we said last week. It's nice that we have a face to the actual, like, shocker leadership right now. And just having this guy who is not just a villain of the week. He is continuing on week after week. It's just great. It's nice to have a, a, a villain that spans multiple episodes like this. Yes.
0: Yes. But actually, Travis... This might have to be our episode title, because I've figured something out. I figured out that Common Rider has a superpower we haven't been talking about. I call oh, really? it the Writer Jump Cut. <laughs> <laughs> wow did you catch that
1: (laughs) yes wow
0: wow because have you started to notice that they keep doing this thing it's becoming a trope now an editing trope with the show where kr will go up to the kaijin of the week and then he will they'll grab each other and they'll both jump up into the air and then we'll Mm -hmm. have a shot of them up in the air but then when they come down when they you know when they edit to when they're supposed to be landing magically they're at another location that you're just like how the heck did they get there <laughs> it's <laughs> supposed to be that they're jumping really high over to some place and I, it happened in the previous episode too with Molong and it was really funny with Molong because I, KR2 was terrified of Molong because he's like I can't ride or kick him when he's in the ground oh I need to learn a new move he doesn't learn a new move by the way And his solution is to just get him as far away from the ground as possible. Hence why they're fighting on top of a bunch of stuff near a quarry. (laughs) So we do it again here where he just magically changes locations by doing that. Um, just okay. Yep. Yeah. Writer jump cut. (laughs) Writer jump cut. (laughs) Well, speaking
1: of writer jump cuts, let's jump cut to our awards for this week. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i just ignore the fact that jelly doll just vanishes in, uh, instead of exploding <laughs> yeah. anyway moving yeah. on <laughs> rider jump cut <laughs> anyway henshin kick award for the best stunt or fight scene what do you have travis So there's a scene when Hayato
1: is captured in the prison cell that we were talking about in, in the first episode that we talked about this week Uh, after he Hinshins and turns into Kamen Rider, he leaps through a wall and it's just a quick shot of Kamen Rider diving through what's supposed to be, you know, a, a solid wall, but it actually was just styrofoam, but it is just this really cool quick shot of Common Rider just diving right through a wall, breaking through it. And it just was like, it was a really cool shot, really cool uh, scene. I liked the stunt of him jumping through that, you know, breakaway wall. And even though it wasn't, you know, a real wall and there was no real physicality involved in it, I still just liked it.
0: Mm-hmm. For mine, we've talked about it a little bit already. It's from the f- Molung episode, it's the... I, I said it was a bridge. I don't think it's quite a bridge, but it looks like a bridge. It's on top of that. I thought that was pretty epic with Common Rider taking out all these shocker goons, and they all have swords, so we got some more swashbuckling action the last couple of episodes. As, and like like we've talked about before, we like giving this award to the act, to scenes that have actual stunt work, where you're pretty sure that those stunt actors are putting themselves in harm's way in order to entertain us all Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah that that almost made it onto uh for me i just wanted to i wanted to touch on my scene the one that i did just because it is such a quick shot that it's one of those ones that you blink and you miss it but i do really like that scene on the scaffolding above the quarry because like you said Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is one of those things of yeah they are still it is still just stunt fighting but stunt fighting up in the air with no safety harnesses, that's still pretty dangerous. And they're, they're taking that risk for this shot in this TV show. Uh, So yeah. Kudos to them.
0: Yes. And now for Takatoku, the best special effect. And I see we have the same one. I avoided talking about it, but we have the same one.
1: (laughs) Yes. So there's also going to be a little bit
0: of a theme with this in another award (laughs)
1: jelly doll has this tentacle eyeball thing that comes out of his hand and wraps around people. that is kind of
0: horrifying i have to say that's like like somewhat lovecraftian there you know a little bit yokai ish in
1: a way yeah it definitely is very yokai ish it looks creepy when it's just the tentacle kind of wiggling its way through the like grass and and trees and stuff like looking at the 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 common kenny and at the different at the writer and all that like when it's just the eyeball that you see and not the full
0: monster it is really creepy looking okay i just realized we, as funny as I think writer jump cut is, maybe the episode title needs to be something like I only have eyes on you or something like that, because we have <laughs> eyes as a theme in the last two episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I sang the song at the beginning of the episode. I, I know. I thought like I forgot that. he's watching me. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> I, it just didn't dawn on me until we got to this point. I feel kind of silly about that now, but I have to admit <laughs> it was scary. Just ignore the fact that in one of those shots you can see the string. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just ignore that. Just, just ignore that part. Ignore the part. So now, comment at you, the best line. Mine actually, I had several contenders. I've mentioned a couple of them already. I had several contenders for this award, but I ended up settling on one that I thought was pretty funny. But it's from a bit character. Doesn't even have a name. It's the police officer that the common Kenny in uh, in the Jelly Doll episode tries to talk to to convince him to come look. I was like, this is where I saw the alien. And so he's doing that. The cop doesn't really believe him, but he drags the cop over to where he saw him. And finally, the the cop just says, stop that. It's a crime to tease an officer of the law. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so and I'm sitting
0: here thinking, Citation, please. <laughs> Where's <is> this?
1: <laughs> so this is like I, something
0: you would see on DumbLaws.com. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> I nicknamed this police officer Cornjaw, uh because <laughs> of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode of which one is it? Uh, gamma versus on
0: Uh, versus Gyron? Yeah,
1: yeah. gamma versus Gyron, where they have a character in there, and I have no idea what his name is supposed to be, but uh, the Joel and the bots on Mystery Science Year 3000 just called him through the whole thing, kept calling him Cornjob and so this guy reminds me of that that's why i said this these two episodes just like well this episode specifically with the jelly doll episode the jellyfish episode reminded me so much of a gamera and it's and it's gamera versus gear on is what it
0: reminds me of yeah it does what was your line though uh
1: my line was uh when evil nick fury is giving his speech to Hayato and Hayato says that's impossible. And evil Nick Fury tells Hayato nothing is impossible for shocker. Except for conquest, which, yeah, it's like, (laughs) dude, do you, do you not know your, um, your own track record?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be confident. That's, for sure you know it's good to be confident but you also need to know your limits
1: yeah but that's why you're a
0: villain right you don't know what your limits are
1: there's no modesty in uh in the in the shocker organization i mean you you have to give them credit for every week going in with the the just gusto and and the know it like Just knowing we will succeed. We are going to do this. Nothing can stop us. Even though week (laughs) after week, they are (laughs)
0: stopped and defeated. (laughs) By a motorcycle riding grasshopper man.
1: Yes. (laughs) Two of
0: them now. Technically. Two of them. Yes. And now for... W-T-H, what the henshin for the craziest moment in the episodes we covered this week, and we have the same one. Yes. The Periscope Eyes, I'm calling it from the Molong episode because what... The Henshin. That was one of the first things they did in the episode, and then it happened several more times. It's weird every time it happens, because they start the episode with Colonel Zoll telling Molung while he's on the operating table, I will give you eyes so that you can see again. I'm thinking, did you capture a wind man and turn him into this or something? Is that how you conned him into doing this? <laughs> well, Become kaijin, and you will see again. I, well, that's
1: what confused uh, me at first because with the, with the periscope eyes, these like eyes that bug out and like on stalks and can stick up above the ground so that he can see what's above ground while he's digging underground. I, before I realized that the monster was supposed to be a mole, I, I thought he was going to be like a slug, because he has the big eye yeah.
0: stalks. But he does, yeah. Like because it mole. doesn't make it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's a design choice that doesn't make sense. And the thing that makes it weirder is that we only see these just pop out of the ground. They, these are not part of the costume. No, no, they're these not. These are just props that they make stick out of the ground. When he, when we see Mo Lung, he do, we can see you know it's like little slots where we can assume that's where the eyes are but we never see them poke out of his head when he's above ground right it is yeah. just surreal <laughs> it's just yeah like it's this is this is
1: exactly like how uh how a mole sees
0: <laughs> right totally totally uh sometimes show sometimes <laughs> well, you know what, Travis. Now it's time for minute to hench in it. <laughs> All right, Travis. We have one minute or less to give our final thoughts on the episodes that we have covered this week. Would you like to go first? Uh, actually, you can go because uh, because I went last week. Okay. On my mark, get set, go. So. Still not nearly as entertaining as Musasa Bito, but I have been enjoying myself. It's still weird, like we've said, with the show trying to get back to its roots with Scary Shocker again, but also kind of silly at the same time. And they're not quite hitting that balance of tones, but I give them credit for trying it's not uh, we're seeing less of the writer girls, as you've noticed, we haven't really talked about the writer girls, which means we haven't had to put up with any of Tachibana or Hayato's sexism. That was a welcome change. <laughs> That's for sure. But still two very entertaining episodes. And, you know, we only have eyes for you. Common Kennies. <laughs> I did that in 50 seconds. Booya. <laughs> All right, Travis, are you ready? Yes. All right, on your mark, get set, Vámonos! Uh,
1: yeah, these, these episodes were very entertaining. I especially really liked the mole episode. That one was my favorite. The jelly doll, the jellyfish episode was just, it, it felt too much like a camera plot. I didn't really enjoy how they followed this kid and nobody believed him. It just felt very... I don't know. I expect more from Common Rider than that, and so that one I didn't enjoy, but I definitely enjoyed the mole episode one, but I do think that the show continues to be entertaining, and I am enjoying Colonel Zoll.
0: Wow! You did that in about 35 seconds or so. You're even oh, wow. better than I am at this. seriously you're gonna earn yourself an entire bonus episode (laughs) i'm just
1: really tired and i'm trying to get through it as quickly as possible (laughs) (laughs) muscle 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 all right with that we just want to say thank you for listening to the henshin men at tokusatsu appreciation podcast You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly Podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? Have
0: you ever read Frank Miller's Henshin City?